Hello again. Welcome to episode two of That's Gross, unless you're into it. Once again, I am your host, Miss Kay Chalice. Do you like my theme music? It's very exciting, isn't it? I feel so fancy. But more importantly, our episode two is going to be about, drum roll please, dirty talk. By popular demand, apparently there are a lot of people who are having trouble with talking dirty in the bedroom, and I am here to help you, my darlings. Now, I believe that a lot of people just assume that they are already bad at dirty talk right from the get-go, and maybe you are. But much like any other skill, uh, practice makes perfect. Dirty word in the ear is worth two in the bush, as the old saying goes. I also think that there are a number of people who believe that dirty talk isn't important. It's something you hear in porn. Oh, it's all very forced sounding. It's all very campy and, you know, stereotypical. Well, my dear, that's because you're not being nearly imaginative enough. And if you don't think that dirty talking is necessary, then I advise you to go online and look at some brain scans, as weird as that sounds. All of these amazing things happen during the process of leading up to sex, during uh, play or having sex, depending on what kind of partnership you are in, or if you're by yourself, and during orgasm. And with all of these things, your brain's just going ping, 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 and lighting up. But I think what's often overlooked is the sense of thought. When you start getting really down and dirty into things, you aren't really thinking about much. All you're focusing on is how things feel, how your partner might be feeling. But there's no, there's no imagination there for the most part, unless you're getting yourself off, in which case your imagination runs rampant, and that's fabulous. But that's not what we're talking about today. And there are so many different parts of your brain that light up. Your temporal lobe is going crazy, your parietal lobe is on fire. Your frontal lobe is all over the place. Your occipital, you being able to visualize and see your partner's body and how they move and all of these different sexy things that are going on. But the amazing thing about hearing verbal desires is that we have this amazing ability as humans to be able to hallucinate what we hear. This isn't even necessarily just a sexual thing. Think about when you are home alone at night. Maybe you have creaky floors. You hear a creak from down the hallway, and automatically maybe your brain assumes that someone has broken into your house. Or think of a song that maybe your parents used to play when you were a child. That song can trigger a sense memory where you're able to see a part of your life that you weren't able to see any other normal time just thinking about it. Dirty talk does the same thing. We're able to hallucinate these desires that we're hearing from our partner. And that's extremely important, even if they're things that are not currently going on or happening. It's still 
an extra, it's like extra sexy. That's, <laughs> that's the best way I can describe it. You might be having sex and it might just be regular sex, no extra special play involved or even BDSM. You might just be having plain old missionary sex, but hearing your partner say, is that what you like? You want to bring me into a room of men and watch me get used, don't you? You get to picture that in your head. So that all of a sudden that ordinary situation has become something so much extra because there are now two scenarios going on, even if one is imaginary. So if you don't think dirty talk is necessary, you individually can literally manufacture extra electricity in someone's brain with the sound of your voice. How cool is that? You're basically a sex superhero. Your name should be Professor Sex. That was a bit of a stretch. Please forgive me. I may edit that out. No, but really, dirty talk is this amazing thing because it is foreplay. You can dirty talk to your partner hours, months, weeks, before you even see them. You get to verbalize your desires and hear your partner verbalize theirs. And it's like you're sending out this undulating, pulsing, moist bat signal. It engages that sense of thought. So say your part, you, you have sex on the brain in the morning when you wake up, your partner is going to work. You can let them know that that desire for them is in your head just by giving them a little sentence before they leave, giving them a little bit of what's going on in your head. You can send them a text. We'll get to that later. And it's all the, these little things just to let them know how badly you want them. And a lot of people seem to assume that dirty talk is only what we hear in porn. Pound my pussy with your massive cock. You're a naughty girl, aren't you? Suck my big dick. It's, it's all things that we've heard in porn since whenever you started watching porn. I think something that the average person doesn't realize is that there's so many little things that are dirty talk, and you might not even realize it. And while those porn terms and those phrases that you hear that are so stereotypical might totally work in your lexicon if you are into that thing, but the average person, it's not necessarily going to fit for the bedroom of your home or for everyday lovemaking with your partner. A lot of these phrases are not necessarily said enough between partners to begin with. If your partner looks hot, tell them, oh, baby, you look so hot in that. Or just something, so if they are wearing a nice outfit, oh, I love the way those pants show off your ass. It's, it's something so small, but you are still, even without, you know, being lewd or crude or dirty, you are letting your partner know that they are attractive to you, which is automatically an amazing boost, not only in your partner's confidence, but in their desire to continue to want to be more sexy in front of you. But it's also a good way for you to connect and let them know that you have their body on your mind. But of course, it's I think one of the most important things is it's, a, it's important to start at your comfort level and build how you choose to. Figuring out your own language. A lot of those porn terms are not going to be something you're comfortable with, especially if you're just starting out and if dirty talk is something new to you. Some words just aren't going to do it for you. 
for example, I absolutely hate, underline hate, I hate the word pussy. Don't ask me why. I can use it in, in like, talking to someone about pussy. I can, <laughs> I can use it in the sense of making jokes. But in the bedroom with my partner, I can hear my vagina make the window shut down noise when the word pussy is said. It just, it doesn't do it for me. I hate the word load. You know, when you hear in porn, like, oh, I want to shoot my load all over your face. Yeah, take that hot load. Oh, bleh. No, thank you. But that's all personal preference. And it's important for you to figure out what your language is. Another example, I love the word cunt. It's a very strong word. A lot of people don't like it, though. So, but that is my language. That is what turns me on. That's what does it for me. So the best way to figure out what you like and also what your partner likes is to have that conversation. Really close your eyes while you're having a good wank session and imagine the words that are coming to your head. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. It's what turns you on. And as long as you are comfortable with it, then there is nothing to be ashamed of at all. But now you have your language set. You know what does it for you. And that way you are much better able to communicate that to your partner. These conversations between partners about dirty talk can be awkward <laughs> at times. Uh, hopefully they will go in the best direction possible, which is you know sitting down with them and having the conversation like, I wanna know what words turn you on. That alone, that sentence alone can be, oof, goodness. It can be awkward, but hopefully it will be incredibly hot. Usually pretty funny, because there will be plenty of stories to tell between the two of you, or more of you, if that may be the case. It can be possibly mortifying, because, oh, that person may have just the opposite word set that you have. But, back to episode one, it's about connecting the lines, there is always a way to make a compromise with these things, and dirty talk, much like everything else, you are able to do exactly that. If you are not comfortable talking to your partner about it, or if you don't know what your language is, practice. Practice makes perfect. Oh, dirty talk requires quite a bit of practice, and a lot of people are super uncomfortable practicing in the bedroom with their partner. My personal favorite to test out my new material is when I am masturbating, having a shower, having a bath. It might feel weird talking to yourself during these different tasks, but like I said in the last episode, again, unless you invite someone into that part of yourself, then you are the only one that is going to hear these thoughts. And if you are getting yourself off, if you're in the shower, or possibly you live in a very busy home, uh, you don't have to be loud about it. If you're like me, you just kind of mumble quietly and furiously to yourself like a madman while you're getting yourself off. And that works just as well. But it's important for you to get that language out so that you know how it sounds. And if you find yourself really going at it all on your own, then you, my dear, ta-da, have found your language. The other part that you can do, even by yourself, is experimenting with different tones of voice. Some folks like to use their normal voice, which is perfectly fine. Some feel more comfortable or more confident adopting more of a persona. 
So ask yourself in your head when you're getting yourself off, what feels sexy? What makes you feel sexy? And just play around with it from there. You could be dirty talking with your partner, and if it makes you feel sexy to talk like this and do the dirty girl voice that you hear in porn, then congratulations. You, you did it. That is what works for you. It is what gets you off, and that's the important part. Now, I'm not going to go uh, too much into dirty talk in terms of BDSM, because I think that that is a much more sensitive subject, but there are some basics. Uh, the whole point of this episode is not me spending 20-30 minutes prattling on to you with different phrases that you should totally say in the bedroom, because they're so, so sexy. No, no. Because if I did that, then you would have to pay me, and this is a free podcast. Ha, ha, ha. But in terms of BDSM, you can use all of your normal, everyday, quote-unquote, vanilla, dirty talk. Those things absolutely work as you see fit. But with BDSM and power play dynamics, there is an entirely new lexicon of potential that, while it's incredibly hot, can be a little bit more complicated. But not necessarily the scary kind of complicated, but certainly more delicate because you are diving deeper into people's vulnerabilities and uh, trust and a deeper sense of consent, if that's even possible. I cannot stress enough, especially in BDSM situations, but also just in your everyday dirty talk scenarios, make sure you have a discussion with your partner to see what language is acceptable. Um, especially with BDSM, just as an example, uh, someone may be enjoy being degraded and humiliated, but perhaps being called a certain degrading name is problematic or triggering for them. And tone of voice makes all the difference in that and helps show your intent. Being called dirty slut can be seen different ways depending on how you are delivering it. A firmer, more abrasive tone is going to be more indicative of the hurtful phrase slut, uh, which has been reappropriated in this case for something uh, possibly healing or just more empowering but saying that in a much more lighter or coy way, you dirty slut, is going to be thrilling to someone who feels comfortable in that role. With submissive dirty talk, and I think this is even more of a struggle because with dominant language, you can play around with the tone so much more. Um, you can say things that are a little bit more forceful, even when you're they're being said gently or coyly. But when it comes to sub submissive language, um, it can be more difficult to navigate from the bottom because obviously you don't want to overstep into the dominant role, or at least most people don't. Some tips that I can give that are incredibly hot. Ask permission. If you want to come, if you want to touch yourself anywhere, not just on your genitalia, but anywhere on your body, if you want to touch yourself, ask permission. And ask it in a way that's fun for the role or scene that you are participating in. Oh, please let me touch my cunt. It's as simple as that. And if you feel like 
you are still in this submissive role. You are asking a question to do something to yourself so that maybe you're dominant or whoever is topping you still gets the option to say no. And that no can be just as hot, by the way. Uh, repeat what they call you. If they call, if your dominant says, you're a good fuck slut, aren't you? You say, yes, sir or ma'am. I am a fuck slut. I'm sir or ma'am's fuck slut. Repeat it back. It's really, really handy. You get to call yourself that. And maybe there is something that you would like to do, but your dominant hasn't necessarily done it for you yet, and you want to dirty talk your way into getting them to do this for you. Literally ask. But ask in the nicest way possible. Beg for it. Beg for it. And it's as simple if you are absolutely disgusting like I am. Oh, please spit in my mouth. Or please slap my slutty face. Add in some special words. Give it a little bit of flavor because honestly, the more of yourself and that dark, sultry, sexual side, regardless of what gender you are, the more you of yourself you put towards it, the more you will receive back uh, in terms of sexual pleasure for you and your partner. But if you are listening to me talk about all of this little bit more intense BDSM talk, if this is what you consider intense, call or pull, then ease into it a little bit more. Again, it's all about starting at your comfort level. You do not have to jump into this head first. You do not have to call yourself a slut. You do not have to call yourself a whore. You don't have to call yourself a bitch boy. You can do anything that you are comfortable with and you should not let anyone force you to do otherwise. Start simple if necessary. It can be as easy as playing with your partner and ask them questions. Do you like it when I touch you there? Tell them about what's going on with their body. Oh, your pussy is so wet, isn't it? Or if you are on the other end of the spectrum, then does it make your cock hard when I do that? It can be as easy as asking these questions. Because then, honestly, you are putting in a significantly less amount of effort. It is up to them to respond. And them having to respond or even considering your question is just making their brain go ping, 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 ping. Because it is you verbally acknowledging the fact that you are doing something to them. And if that doesn't make you drip, then I've got questions. Another thing that is possible, I, I think this is kind of a bit of a gray area, at least it is for me, tell them about what you're doing to them. I feel like this can be a bit of a cringy option, but there is the, I'm touching your wet cunt right now. But there are so many times when that has been done to me where it's just kind of like, well, yes, you are, obviously. And if that, and if it works similarly with you than it does with me, put a little bit of a twist on it. Tell them about what you will do to them. Tell them, I'm going to take off your panties and I'm going to touch your wet cunt until you're dripping all over my fingers. You can tell them about what you're going to do. If you're feeling terribly, terribly bold, you can tell them about what's going on with their own body. You can tell them, you know, if you are going down on a man, your cock is twitching for me, isn't it? 
that will get you a response because you are being engaging. Mind you, that is a little bit of a bold option. I know very few people uh, who normally feel confident enough to take a cock out of their mouth and give a good sentence before really driving back down there. I just punched my own hand. I don't know why that's so indicative of sucking cock, but that's, that's, that's how it goes apparently today. <laughs> and if all of this, all 20 minutes of me talking about this has been exceptionally daunting and you're going, oh, I can't do that. I'm not that confident. I can't say any of those things. Technology is your friend. Go with the hand claps. We have different ways of being forward when we're online. I have been a dominatrix online on and off for several years, and I can tell you right now that how I am in my dominant personality as Miss K on the internet is something completely different than how I have worked out those scenarios before with my partner. We are different people and we have that security. We are the technology generation. We can be more forward because there is that sense of protection of being behind the keyboard. Use it well. If you're uncomfortable in person, give sexting a try. I cannot stress this enough. If you are single, sect as many people as you can. That is your practice right there because if it doesn't go well, then oh well, but have fun with it. If you're feeling brave and you're wanting to get into dirty talk with your partner, send them a sext in the middle of the workday. Let them know that you've been thinking about them. I can't wait for you to be home. I can't wait to strip you down later. You can do all of these things and get the same reaction as you would in person if you are just not there yet. But there is one thing. Do not oversell yourself. I've found this more common with male identifying people than I have with female identifying people. Don't be the person to push your own limits in terms of what you will do. If you are sexting with a new person or a stranger online or even someone that you have plans to meet up with, don't say, oh, I'm going to fuck your cunt and I'm going to make you squirt all over until you're squirming and screaming. If you have never made a woman squirt before, let's just statistically assume that you are not, again, going to do it this time. Don't make promises you can't keep. I am guilty of this one at least once. It did not go well. If you are a woman and you say, I want you to come home and fuck my ass as hard as you can. Then, honey, you need to get stretching right now. Bust out your plugs, get out your lube. But if you have been doing nothing all day and you are not used to anal sex, do not make that promise because it will be exceptionally, exceptionally painful. Or it will turn into a very, very awkward moment. Don't oversell yourself. Know what your abilities are. Know what you are skilled at. Know what you are not comfortable with or that you are perhaps unable to do for whatever reason or just don't have experience in. Flaunt what you are good at. Be confident in what you are good at. And that can make all of the difference when it comes to sexting. Now, with all of this, I can hear you already, dear listener saying, oh, I don't know, like, I think maybe I'll be good at it. I've, 
I've got a couple of things that I've really been thinking about when I've been getting off, and I want really badly to, to try doing this, but I just know I'm going to fuck it up. I know I'm going to fuck it up. Here is my tip for that. You're going to. <laughs> it's just that simple. At least once. I've been doing this for a very, very long time. I like to think of myself as a very skilled, dirty talker. But there's going to be your awkward moments. You're going to accidentally switch up your words. I've said on more than one occasion, when I am sucking my partner's dick, I will take his dick out of my mouth and I've gone, do you like it when I suck my dick? <laughs> it has happened. And do you know what you do? You have a laugh. If it's one thing that I cannot impress enough in every episode of this podcast, it's that all of this is weird, all of it's ridiculous, and it's important that when these scenarios come along, have a laugh at it. Why, why does dirty talk have to be so serious? Why does it have to go perfectly every time? We're human, and when you're in the moment, your brain's not going to work right sometimes, and that's okay. That is perfectly okay, and I promise that it's probably going to happen to your partner once in a while, too. Own up to it, recognize that it was funny, and just have a good laugh. And I guarantee you'll be in the bed afterwards sweaty and just feeling that massive post-orgasmic or post-play glow. And one of you will speak up and say, did you say, do you like it when I suck my dick? And you will be laughing so hard, which is almost equally as important of a connection for you and your partner to have is the ability to laugh at each other. Sex is funny, BDSM is funny, and dirty talk is fucking hilarious. And on that note, I think that this is the perfect time to stop. I hope this episode has at least gotten your brain going enough, gotten you in kind of the sexy gear so that you can ramp up and try giving Dirty Talk a chance and feel confident in it and have fun with it and laugh at all of the hilarious mistakes along the way. I can guarantee once you give it a try, once you get in some practice, and once you apply all of that filth that's in your brain, that you and your partner will be having an absolute ball and both of your brains will be on fire. Thank you, everybody, for listening and coming back for this second episode. And thank you, everybody, for the feedback that I got from episode one. That was really, really lovely, getting a chance to talk to you, all of you. Uh, if anyone ever wants to have a chat uh, about your dirty secrets, just to get them off your chest if you feel like you need to talk to somebody, or if you have any questions that you would like to talk to me about one-on-one, -on -one, I do have a Facebook page now uh, under That's Gross if you're into it. Or you can email me personally at misskchalice at gmail.com. I will be putting that in the podcast notes, so if you need to get a hold of me, I'm absolutely here, and I am more than happy to talk to any one of you about all of your dirty predilections. That's going to be it for episode two. I am already excited for episode three, and thank you everybody for joining me once again for this filthy, filthy conversation. Have great sex, do weird shit, be safe, and whenever possible, pay for your porn. <laughs>